Hey friends, this is Andy Storch, and I'm excited to announce that we are bringing the Talent Development Think Tank Conference back on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. Yes, you might remember we hosted this conference for the first time in January 2020, and it was a huge hit with everyone telling us it was the best conference they ever attended. And of course, we were looking forward to running it again in 2021 until the pandemic hit. That's when I launched the Talent Development Think Tank membership community, and that's been going strong since May of 2020. But I know how valuable it is to get people together in person, and that's why we are excited to be bringing the conference back again on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. I'm committed to making this a highly engaging and interactive event where you can connect, learn, and grow together with other talent development professionals. This is going to be the best event out there in talent development, and I would love to see you there. If you want to find more information and get your tickets today, the website is tdtt.us conference. That's tdtt.us slash conference. I hope to see you there. Most people in most situations don't know what they don't know. Sure, a lot of times we are aware of our lack of knowledge in a certain area. For instance, I'm interested in history, but I know that I lack a ton of knowledge on a lot of things that have happened in the past. I also know that I can easily go to Wikipedia or other websites to find out what those things are or read numerous books to learn about history. But here's the thing. I don't always know what I don't know about getting better at my job. For instance, podcasting. I feel like I do a pretty good job. I've been hosting a podcast for three years now, two different podcasts, and I know that I put out a pretty good product, but I also know that I probably could be better and there are things that I could be doing to be better. And I often don't know what those things are until I start benchmarking and that usually means listening to other podcasters. Uh, I go to a couple podcast conferences every year, uh, PodFest and Podcast Movement, which is coming up in August. Uh, and I also you know, follow other people on social media to see what they're doing with their podcasts, with their videos, with all the things that they're doing to find out what else I'm missing. But if I wasn't doing those things, I would have no idea what I'm not doing and what I don't know and what skill gap I might have. And the same is often true for many of the employees in your organization. Because whether they are in finance or accounting or IT, or especially if they are doing a more manual job, you know, they're in a manufacturing facility, they're on the line, they are uh, cleaning, uh, whatever it may be, blue collar or white collar, uh, they have gotten to a certain point in their career and they feel pretty confident in what they're doing. Uh, if you press them, they might admit that certainly they could get better, right? We should all know that we can. Nobody is perfect, but they may not know what they could possibly do to get better. And they don't feel like maybe they need to. Maybe they feel like, hey, I'm doing a pretty good job. I'm getting the job done. Uh, I haven't gotten fired yet, right? So things are going pretty well. So if you go to them and you ask them, hey, what we're trying to create some new learning programs uh, to help you get better at your job, what would you like to see in the next program? What do you need to learn to get better at your job? Chances are they might say, no, I'm no thanks, I'm good. You know, I've, I've got what I need. I think I'm doing a pretty good job. And they're not going to be able to help you because they can't tell you what they want if they don't know that they need it. And, you know, Steve Jobs said the same thing about uh, when he was marketing or creating the iPod and the iPhone. These are things that we didn't even know that we wanted or needed before they were created. And now we can't live without them. Right. And 
I'm inspired to talk about this because I had Scott Luberto on the podcast earlier this week. And if you haven't listened to that, uh, Scott was running talent development at a company called Luckstone, Luck Companies. And he discovered this as well, that when he went to talk to his workers about what they needed as he was designing programs, they said, now nah, we're good. We, we, we're pretty good at what we do and, and we don't need anything else. But when he started actually benchmarking and looking what the highest performers were doing and how they were acting, uh, then he was able to assess across the organization, and he used 360s and other tools to assess all of the workers and understand, okay, that person over there is best in class, uh, John, he's a five, then this person over here, Linda, who is doing a similar job, uh, does a pretty good job, but not as good as John, so she's a three. So now we've got a good idea that, you know, one person is performing better than the other, but why? What is the gap? Is it just an inherent um, skill or is there something that Linda can learn to become as good as John? And that's where you need to start digging in. What are those skills? What are the skills that John has developed? Is he better at using Excel and faster? Um, Has he figured out a method to do his job better? Is he a better manager because he's more connected with his people? Uh, Does he understand certain financial things, uh, metrics or or statements, and doesn't take as long to get through them or doesn't get confused because he's had a class uh, on finance or business acumen and Linda has not. And so when you start digging into those things, you realize and you can start to figure out where are, what are the skills that Linda or the other workers need to catch up with John. Now, sometimes there's nothing you can do. They won't catch up. And, you know, that's why there's performance plans and things like that. But oftentimes there are new skills they can learn, things they can get better at, and they don't even know until you come to them and say, hey, we notice that, you know, some people are doing things this way and you're not. And, you know, maybe we can work on this. We have a new development program. We have an Excel class and we have a simulation for you to learn business acumen. We have a leadership course coming up and uh, we'd love for you to go through that uh, if you'd like to get better at your job, however you want to position it. And that's what Scott did at Luck. And he saw great results with uh, the plant managers going through this program and the impact of the personalized learning they developed was huge in that people got a lot better and the company didn't even have to spend a lot of money on training because it was very targeted, very personalized. And um, then they could take the approach they needed to kind of scale it. Uh, and Scott even created software around that to help other companies. Now, I love this idea. I think a lot of companies are doing this now in different ways. Um, I interviewed Casper Mork a long time back from Siemens, who was an ex-API expert and is using software to really understand exactly what type of learning programs people have gone through. How much did they complete? Was it effective? Did they get something out of it? Um, Do they need more and then make recommendations? So they are personalized learning in their own way. And my question to you today is, Are you personalizing learning in your organization? Do you think about what certain workers need versus others? Do you think about uh, who is doing the best and who is maybe falling behind and and might need to get better? Do you identify the best in class, the great leaders? You know, one thing I've learned in doing, um, being a consultant in this role for many years is that leadership is highly contextual. It's different in different organizations. And then it's often defined not by character traits, but by how people act in the moments that matter throughout their career. And so when I've been involved in 
helping companies define what great leadership looks like in the past, we'll do interviews with the top performers as well as the mediocre and low performers and figure out what are those moments that matter? What are the moments that make the difference in helping them become great leaders versus not so great leaders? And then we can actually codify that and put that into a profile and a playbook that companies can hire against and that they can develop against and even maybe fire against if people are not living up to that and use survey questions along the way, continue with 360 um, assessments and feedback forms and find ways to continually measure uh, not only how people are performing, but what kind of programs, development programs do you need to put in place? What's being effective? What's getting results? And what is not? And I tell you, if you are able to put things like this into place and you're getting results and you're measuring those and you're able to prove that you're getting results and you can go to your business leaders and say, hey, we want to invest in this. We expect this return and it's going to improve your revenue or your profit or productivity or whatever it is. Uh, you're more likely to get money for that. And it's even more powerful, like Scott said in the interview, when they come to you and give you a budget for something and you say, no, we actually don't need it because... Uh, we have figured out that we only need X, Y, and Z, and that's taken care of, and we don't need to spend money on unnecessary training um, because it's not that necessary or effective. We've, we've got things covered. Now, I love learning about things like this and telling my clients and people in my network about this and sharing these stories on the podcast because I know it will inspire people to make some changes, to think about doing things differently. And I know from hearing from many of you uh, who reach out to me on LinkedIn mostly, um, that you're utilizing these stories and listening to things like this to, uh, in, what's the word I'm looking for, inspire you to make changes and do things differently and build your learning and development organizations, as well as the learning culture that you have at your company. And I love connecting people and sharing these stories. And that's why you've probably heard me mention I am hosting my first conference, the Talent Development Think Tank this November 6th and 7th in Sonoma, California with my friend Bennett Phillips. And it is going to be all about connecting people, learning, sharing best practices, uh, as well as sharing challenges and problems because we all have them. You know, all of my guests talk about great things that they have done, but they're all facing challenges. They've all made mistakes. They've all failed at things. I know I have and they have, and everybody has challenges they're working on. And I want to create a space for people to come together to share not only the best practices of things that are great, that have worked well, and they can help other people, but the challenges they're facing and get help. We're going to solve real problems, and it's going to be highly interactive, engaging. It's going to be the best HR talent development conference you have ever been to. And so I hope you will consider coming. You can find tickets at talentdevelopmentthinktank.com. That's talentdevelopmentthinktank.com. I hope to see you there. And thank you for listening. By the way, if you have questions, comments, guest suggestions, feel free to send those over to me. Make sure we're connected on LinkedIn, uh, where I am posting content almost daily and interacting with people. And I'd love to hear from you. Follow me there. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Cheers.